0: Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. And it is a good morning. I want you to think for a minute about a time when you were entirely at peace, where you felt secure, you felt loved, you felt hopeful, you felt things were going well. Can you think of a moment like that? On Fridays when I'm away, my favorite part of the day is my nap after lunch. And this last Friday, after a particularly vigorous and satisfying Friday morning getting my chores done, I had lunch and I got into my recliner. And the nice thing about my Friday, there's just, there's no schedule then. So, um, got into the chair, both the cats were asleep on my lap, and I thought, boy, this is good living. Um, Of course, a few minutes later, the phone rang. So I want to talk today about peace, and I want to use the contrast that Jesus gives us between the peace of this world and the peace that he brings to us, which is very, very different. Two very different kinds of peace. The peace of this world is based on feeling secure, feeling happy, feeling hopeful, feeling loved. All really good things, and things to be cherished and to be enjoyed. The problem with those is they're all fragile. They all can change so quickly with a phone call, and not just waking you up from nap, but with something that's gone wrong, um, some news. And as a result, too often, uh, the peace of this world leaves us on this roller coaster ride where things are going really well and we're feeling really good, and then all of a sudden something crashes and we're bummed and we go downhill again, and it's this cycle over and over again. if we let our peace be based on the stock market, or on COVID, or on politics, or on Oregon weather, add to the list as much as you want. But it's just going to go up and down, up and down, and that's the peace that the world gives. And it doesn't mean that we don't savor these wonderful things in this world, because they are gifts. It doesn't mean we hold back from any of them and don't live very fully because it's fragile anyway. No, but it means we don't have unrealistic expectations about the things that so easily and readily are going to be changing in our lives. What Jesus contrasts that with is about peace that he brings, a different kind of peace, a peace that is based on a much bigger vision, a bigger narrative of what life is all about. So imagine for a moment that we have a satellite looking right down through that window directly above us from however many, I don't know how higher satellites. Um, A bigger picture, bigger picture. We tend to see what's in front of us and that's partly why it goes up and down a lot. And yet the vision that we have as followers of Jesus Christ is that there's a bigger plan, and it's being played out in our world and in our lives every moment, that God is in charge of this whole universe, and he's never going to let go. Remember the words that Brett talked about last weekend, I make all things new. Jesus makes that promise to us, that he's constantly at work in our personal lives and in our world, that nothing can separate us from his unchanging love for each one of us. There's a different kind of stability and security in allowing our lives to be based and anchored on his love. A God who is working in any and every situation, a God who brings meaning and purpose, even out of suffering and out of the cross. That's the peace that endures. That's the peace that Jesus offered to his followers. And as a result, he says, so do not be troubled. Don't be disturbed. Because he remains with us no matter what. I don't think there's any message that Father Tony and I can proclaim more clearly and more often to all of us than to invest our lives in that friendship with Jesus Christ because that's the only place we're gonna get the kind of security that we can never get in this world. I went a good chunk of my life, too much of my life, with a false impression of what that means. And it was this, it's like if I do faith right, if I live this relationship with Jesus deeply enough, I'll be spared troubles and suffering And if I have setbacks, I'll just coast right through them because I'll have such strong faith. Folks, that's not the truth. That's not what faith is all about. What Jesus promises us, because Jesus himself walked as a perfect human being, is that we're going to have suffering and we're going to have crosses we have to deal with and that he will work with us in those and bring good out of it. Sometimes we don't see it. Oftentimes we don't see it. And yet the deeper truth, the bigger vision of all of life, all of Christian-filled life, is that God will never, ever let go of any one of us. Ever. And he's working, especially in those challenging moments in our lives. Hear what I'm saying with that? So I have a really simple story I want to close with today that puts this in another perspective for you. One Sunday morning at a small southern church, the pastor called on one of his older deacons to lead the opening prayer. The deacon stood up, bowed his head, and said, Lord, I hate buttermilk. He continued, Lord, I hate lard. The pastor was perplexed. The deacon continued, Lord, I'm not too crazy about plain flour, but after you mix them all together and bake them in a hot oven, I just love biscuits. So Lord, help us to realize that when life gets hard, when things come up that we don't like, whenever we don't understand what you are doing, that we need to wait and see what you are making. After you get through mixing and baking, it'll probably be something even better than biscuits. Amen. Do I hear an amen? Amen.